Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week we spoke to Silvana Estefanos, and let me tell you, this conversation felt like one giant catch-up with a longtime friend, and we only literally just properly met over this podcast chat. We talked about everything, diversity in film, Black Lives Matter, Jordan Peele a lot, acting, auditions, and some surprise rapid-fire questions. So grab a coffee and enjoy. So welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast, Instagram One. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) No, thanks for coming on. Um, So I guess let's just start with you introducing yourself to everyone. Um, I guess you can like introduce your bio or just kind of who you are and how you started acting for everyone that's joining in. Alrighty. Um, so my name is Sylvana Stefanos. I am Eritrean. So I moved here from Eritrea about 10 years ago now. Um, yeah, I moved here from Calgary, actually, to act here because the acting industry here is crazy big. It's insane. But, yeah, especially compared to Calgary, right? <laughs> yeah, true. I never thought of that. Yeah, there's nothing happening in Calgary at all. Um so the reason why I wanted to act actually is because I wanted to see people that look like me be represented because when I was a kid, all I saw was like people who looked nothing like me. Yes. And I went to Ghost Studios or... Yeah. Wait, what, I, what is the new name? name? I know how awkward. <laughs> um, I think Vancouver Acting... I don't know. Yes. Vancouver Acting School. There, yeah. Right. I did a six-month program, graduated, and then I did the conservatory, which is like a nine-year, like a nine-month-long intensive program. Then graduated. Then I got an uh, I got an agent. Um, Ah. And then yeah, just. And you've recently did you um, was it Motherland? No, is that what it's called? Yes. Yes. Motherland, Port Salem. Yes. Check it out if you're listening and watching because. You're, like, yes. so amazing in it. I saw that. Clip. I'm, like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I was in there for, like, a second. But, you know, like. It counts, girl. Take yeah. it. Thank Own you. It. Right? It. <laughs> it was such a fun experience, like, having that being one of my, like, first times being yeah. on set. Yeah. It was such a good experience because they had a very diverse uh, actors. They knew how to do my hair. They knew how to do my makeup. They had the perfect <laughs> foundation for me. And I was like, so happy. So happy. No, I love that. Which is, I think this is what most of our conversation is going to be. Because I am interested to um, definitely hear about your perspective, um, you know, navigating. Particularly, I guess, the Vancouver film industry. Um, mm-hmm. And if you, you know, how do you find that, you know, because of your skin color, um, people are often, you know, trying to pigeonhole you or, you know, you have a different experience and you're like, hey, like, how do you feel at the moment in the industry? Um, I mean, like, I get that the film industry is going to the right way, like right now, looking at more diversity. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like I was saying before, um, when they cast a, a person of color, they usually cast them at the stereotype, you know? So I really appreciate that they're trying to move on from there and just cast yeah. a black person as a regular, you know, next door neighbor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not as, 
as a thug or a basketball player or as a black lady who's mad all the time because that's all I saw that's all I saw in every movie that's all I saw and it was so disheartening you know because yeah we're human so we experience everything that other people experience you know on top of racism and all of that yeah Um, yeah but it's 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 good to see them trying at least yeah no I agree because I I think like you know it's obviously something that's going to take a while um but yeah I, I totally agree because I think even what's kind of happened before in the industries I've noticed when the diversity conversation has come up it's so true and instead of just casting a person of color for any role because they can it like you know you can't do those roles like I don't understand what the that's behind that it's like oh we're just gonna like put you as like that token like colored person um, yeah and then you know when you know these shows and stuff come out they're like no but we did we did diverse casting because mm-hmm. look there's the one person of color with all the white people <laughs> exactly you know you're so just kind of like you know filling in a spot for diversity yeah yeah mm-hmm. no I agree I agree I think that's so so actually I want to talk about because your experience on motherland and you said that yeah like how because that was your first professional gig yes amazing congrats thank you <laughs> that's <laughs> so cool uh, that was like my first professional and non-professional that was like just the first time I've ever been on set oh wow um, yeah 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 so everybody was nice um the one of the leads uh Demetria is actually she like talked me through it she was so nice with me she was so patient with me because I was yeah. so nervous I didn't know my words well I knew but you know when you get all the anxiety and stuff on top of that you just kind of lose it um yeah. but yeah she grounded me she was so nice um and um I don't know. I, I think I just like the fact that I wasn't that, you know, I was in the, just the filling spot. Uh, which is, and I hopefully, I mean, yeah, I hopefully that moving forward, it, um, it keeps going. That's something I think I'm just a little scared of um, with everything that's going on right now. And I don't know if you feel the same, you know, especially with this Black Lives Matter um, and the movement, you know, how, you know, this post like feeds are like going back to normal and, you know, it's a little scary because it's like, with anything that happens, you know, there's all this hype and people get behind it, but then we forget. And, you know, it's like in the industry, it's like they're moving forward with this diversity, but I am like scared, like, well, are we going to keep pushing this? Um, you know, and I don't know how you feel about everything that's going on um, mm-hmm. personally. And if, you know, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely feel the same way as you do. Um, yeah. Because literally my entire feed was just black box. Yeah. Even though these people have never spoken about the Black Lives Matter, they've never shared, they've never done anything, but yeah. all I see is a black box. Yeah. They, they thought that was like the time to just be silent. Like it wasn't that. It was about amplifying what's happening in the in the community, especially in the black community. Um yeah. and here the indigenous community, like it's you don't you don't want to not talk about it because this is a this is a genocide you know you can't (laughs) I don't know I feel like a lot of people are gonna regret not talking at this point um no I agree but yeah to to, back to the point of people not talking about it and dying out like the Black Lives Matter dying out I'm super scared you have no idea how many times Black people have been doing this 
protesting, peacefully protesting um, again and again and again forever. So I hope this is the one time that we have to do it. I hope this is the last time we have to do it. Yeah. I. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, I hope it's the last time. That's so true. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's just about like keeping the pressure on, you know, just keep the pressure on, just sign, donate as much as you can, whatever you can afford. Just do it to your best ability and help people out. Literally, this is the one time that people of color actually need help and we're like begging for people's help. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, keep the pressure on. <laughs> yeah. Keep it going. Keep no, it I going. agree. And I mean, I guess, um, cause I know I, I read a post, which I agree with. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but it was kind of saying, um, you know, it's not a, a person of color. It's not their responsibility to educate, you know, white people on everything, which I agree with. For sure, because I, I think a lot of people out there, I know someone will probably come at me, will be like, oh, but, you know, I have to ask, like, you know, my black friend or my Asian friend. It's like, no, like, you can go out of your own way and, like, find, like figure out and, you know, get the facts and help and whatever. But I guess what would be your advice for people as a starting point, you know, who maybe are just really don't know and are a little just scared um, mm-hmm. but want to help? Like, what would be your advice for them? Yeah, um... Yeah, I've had a lot of people coming to me and, like, asking me how to do this, how to go about it. Like, I don't want to be wrong. But what I say to you is, it's okay to be wrong. Like, just, it's okay. Just try. And what you do is, um, I'm pretty sure Black Lives Matter have a website where you could literally learn about systemic racism and how the police started as slave patrols and everything, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just seek out more information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be wrong. And I have a lot of friends saying, oh, I don't want to speak out about this because I don't want to be political. This has nothing to do with politics. Yeah. This is everything just about human rights, just basic human rights, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, I just encourage you to just really research, just research yeah. and read books. There's actually... um. I don't really know what the store is called, but there is a a black owned uh, oh. bookstore. Yeah, a black owned bookstore that you could order online, and it comes to your house, and it's fantastic. Oh my god! Yeah, please oh, I'm do that. Have to find that. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, it's all about good. books by written by um, black people, people of color. Yeah, and everybody. Yeah, it's really nice. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it's, um, that's like such an important point is that like, don't be scared to be wrong. Because I think that's, you know, and when people post things, but, and it's like, you know, yeah, you're gonna probably say something and someone will at you <laughs> for it. You know, it's like the day and age that we're living in with like, there's trolls and the internet is scary. Absolutely. But I don't think we're gonna learn otherwise. Exactly. We, you know? Yeah. If you don't get it wrong, like, how are you gonna know it's wrong? Right? <laughs> like, yeah don't understand the logic behind that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. just get it wrong, ask the questions and, you know, and it's okay to like, you know, not know about this, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, just ask the questions. I think that's so important. (laughs) Absolutely. And research, and research, research. Oh, and research. And like keep (laughs) researching. Cause yeah, I think my my biggest concern about this was that it was just gonna become like, cause you're so right when you said it before, people have been protesting for years Mm -hmm. um 
and then this whole movement and it's almost like people were like oh you know oh now we're just gonna talk about it. And I was like no like people have been talking about it for years and yeah for you years know. and years like uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna say his name but Kaepernick he's like the uh-huh, yeah. football player he's like silently protested and everybody hated him because he was just respecting the flag which doesn't make sense at all because that has nothing to do with that yeah and people are just going at him about how he did it wrong how he pretty much just like can I swear yeah you can swear okay <laughs> how he just like pretty much like said fuck you to the flag but not yeah. really no. not really do you know how many black people have fought for the for the for the human rights that we kind of have right now for um their voting rights yeah. how many people fought for canada and america so it's it's not fair we fought for it too so it's not yeah. fair that they're saying you disrespect the flag not really you know what i mean oh no i t- like it's uh it's just it's so stupid and i i just yeah like i think people just need to um just be aware of what's going on they need to educate themselves um you know donate help where they can but just always be putting the pressure on it um and like also it's okay to like you know I I think there was also this you know stigma of like oh like if you're not you know posting every single day that you're doing something then you're not like supporting it but you know you can still support it behind closed doors just make sure that you're doing the thing and educating and then we'll all hopefully this will be the last time and we'll be fine but it's gonna be a long road and absolutely it's the long haul man Mm -hmm. Um, especially in terms of the film industry yeah absolutely yeah yeah um I mean it's the film industry is like way better than it was before obviously you know um oh yeah now we have a lot more not only black actors we have black directors Spike Lee is my hero I love yeah. Spike Lee. um so many black directors so many black writers it's, yeah. it's amazing it sucks it's like so humbling to see it yeah now we just need a little bit more just a little bit well a what lot. was um I guess you know because you mentioned before that um you wanted to kind of pursue acting to because like you know obviously growing up you didn't really see yourself represented in film and tv um obviously it's slowly changing um Mm -hmm. and you know but like I mean was there anything that did inspire like other you know obviously you said like Spike Lee but are there other like what inspires you as an actor Jim Carrey (laughs) well (laughs) I was a huge fan of Jim Carrey I love that yeah there's just like whenever like something goes wrong in my life I used to just I just turn into tv and you know completely just immerse in that experience in the movie and then I I just watch it and watch it over and over again and Jim Carrey was just the biggest biggest help for me like growing up he was so inspiring he was so funny everything about him is just incredible he's so great what's your favorite film oh god you gotta choose one (laughs) it's like you asking me like what's my favorite ice cream um (laughs) also a hard-hitting question (laughs) uh god there's so many i'm even trying to think i mean just at the top of your head or or, or, is there there like one that you just like will always like your go-to the mask yeah 
Oh, that's a great one. I know. Such a classic. But I also loved 13. It was like, it was one of his like really deep, like intense kind of like thriller horror movie. Oh, I don't think I've seen it. It's so good. It's actually really good. It's like okay. completely out of his zone because he's just a funny guy, but he was so good in it. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that when actors, I, I think that's also just another misconception in this industry when you're like put into a box of like, you're just the funny actor. Like you can exactly. never do something serious. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, yeah, why like, are we, like, yeah, like why are we putting people in boxes? And then when those actors cross over, it's this weird thing where everyone's like, oh my God. It's like, but you're actors, you know, mm-hmm. we're acting. That's, that's literally what your job. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what you're meant to do. Exactly. Like, don't, and, like, sure, have your strengths and weaknesses. I get that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, what is your, like, I mean, I guess, what are your dreams and aspirations in this industry? Um, well, my, I would say my end goal is the Oscars, obviously, as it is, like, for many actors. I feel um, like- I just want, I just want to change something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, if I could inspire one little black girl just watching my movies yeah that that's it like my job is done right there and then you know what I mean oh 100% inspire I have a niece that's like five years old and I want her to see me on tv like I want people who look like her to be on tv yeah yeah (laughs) you're like that is so beautiful I just love her so much (laughs) Oh, I love that. I know. I think that's so, that's, yeah, that's, that's really beautiful. And that's such a beautiful goal to have because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of actors are like, I mean, obviously, yeah, we all want to do the Oscars. I get that. Yeah. I totally, it's like a guilty pleasure. I'm like, of course I want, I just want to be nominated. <laughs> just once. That's just so much to ask. <laughs> just once. But, um, you know, and then like a lot of actors are like, yeah, but I just want to be famous and I want to be in the screens. And I'm like, mm-hmm have some more wholesome goals you know? yeah <laughs> like your storytellers like hello yeah. <laughs> someone said same <laughs> right <laughs> oh my gosh um actually I do want to talk so do you have um any for you any recommendations on uh in regards to like the Black Lives Matter uh on films I guess that you think people should watch Ooh, good question because um, <laughs> I know I my personal favorite is Get Out. Um, oh, Jordan Peele. Yes. <laughs> yes, and yes, and yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Jordan Peele. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that. Okay, by the way, have you mm. seen? Um, they have one on Cineplex, and it's like an alternative ending. <gasps> have you seen that? No. Yeah. No. They have two endings. It do- where it have do- I been living? <laughs> no way. I know. Yeah, I just rewatched it with uh, the alternative ending, and um, it was like Jordan Peele explaining mm. why he didn't do that ending, and it was oh. so incredible. It was just so incredible. Was there an ending you preferred, having seen both now? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, Is it the new one or the old one? <laughs> it's It's the old one. It's the, it's okay. the original one. Yeah, I would say. There's a lot of reasons to that because I don't know if I want to tell you, though. <laughs> Should I spoil it for you? <sighs> I'm, like, so conflicted right now. I'm, like, so conflicted. I know. This live. I'm, I'm like, not going to do it. I'm not okay, going to no, do, do it. Don't do it. I'll, I'll talk about it next time. 
Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna, where can I watch that really quickly? Cineplex. Um, Cineplex has, like, uh, free rentals of all, like, black movies. It's amazing. What am I doing with my life? What the heck? Okay. I'm gonna have to look yeah. that up. I'm gonna look that up. Because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I love, um, yeah, Jordan Peele, and just, yeah, I mean, obviously, the way that he just talks about his filmmaking process and everything is mind-blowing, and especially with those films, um, yeah, and I love that I, um, because I have, like, the, an annotated script, uh, which I'll send it to you, I can send that to cool. you, um, I would love he, like, I know, like, he, he's, like, he's full script, and yeah, at the beginning, he said that, like, he took 10 years to write that, um, wow. And it originally wasn't going to be a story about, like, an interracial couple and the whole, like, you know, Black history. It was actually just, like, a story of just a couple going, like, meeting the parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he just had, he apparently had written that and then had sat on it. And then his friends were apparently, like, because he won, he won the Oscar for this film, like, the screenplay, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's, like, friends were, like, Jordan, like, you have to write this film, write it, write it. And he was, like, oh, like, okay. And then... Yeah, I think it just ended up, he was like, oh, there's something more that he could do with this, you know, with Black history, and that ended up being a masterpiece. hmm Did you, and you've seen Us, I assume? Yes. Did you like that? I loved it. I don't think Jordan Peele can do anything wrong, to be honest. That is true. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I liked Us. Um, no, I liked um, Get Out more. Because yeah. I, I don't know why, but it's more relatable to me. Of course, yeah. More than us. Um, but yeah, us was amazing too. Oh, it was phenomenal. Well, yeah. I think Get Out, it's so funny because when this whole, like, when the movement happened, um, and I was like, and, you know, people were coming out with posts of watch these, watch that. And then Get Out was, like, the first film that I had thought about of, like, you know, educating people because it's just so well done. But also it came out years ago. So I was like, hello, it's not like these films, like, you know, people were like, these films are just, it's, they're there, you have to find them, and, you know, um, but Um, besides that, do you have any other recommendations? Yes, um, uh, The Black Klansman was amazing, um, Mm -hmm. in case you haven't seen it, um, oh, Queen and, oh my gosh, I totally forgot the name, but Queen and, um, oh, hold on. We gotta get a Google on. I gotta, we're going to figure it out. Queen and Slim. It was so good. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Queen and Slim is amazing. What's it called? Queen, uh, Queen like and Slim. It came out in 2019. Oh, wow, yeah. Film. Yeah. Oh, this looks really good. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, really do your research when it comes to, like, <laughs> learning about... Um, black history in movies yeah because sometimes it's tricky you know because typically when people think about black movies and how they want to learn they usually go you know 12 years of slave and the help but I'm like no I don't think that's (laughs) I love those movies they're great but I don't think that's the way to learn about black history you know what I mean yeah those are like individual stories, but we're trying to see like the whole racism and like systemic racism. Yeah, That's not where you learn about that. So Queen and Slim was such a good movie, such a well done movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah, 100%. Watch it later and tell me about it. 
because you're gonna have to give me a whole goddamn list and I'm just gonna have to like honestly play by playback I really have like love. weekly chats now and I'll be like okay <laughs> I would love that honestly yes, I let's do it that. oh my gosh yeah um just let me know what you think about it because it's it's like the the main characters the main leads are obviously black right but they're not like the thugs or they're not like they, yeah. they don't have regular jobs they well they do well. <laughs> but she's like she's like a lawyer and yeah. I don't know what he does but he does something exciting too um but what they do should I tell you should I tell you that like just what I, d- I mean don't spoil anything <laughs> okay Okay, well, I'm not going to tell you. Anyways, it's such a great movie to learn about systemic racism and that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Any other recommendations while we're here? That's oh, good lord. Well, it's so true, because I, I think um, people, because I mean, yeah, I've seen The Help, and I've seen 12 Years a Slave. Great films on their own accord. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's not the starting place, because I'm pretty sure, I, wasn't it written by a white person i could be wrong that's why i said that quietly i wouldn't be <laughs> i know I, it's so weird i'm always like <laughs> but i'm also half white so i can say it um <laughs> i can say it i think it was i feel like the help was written because it was based on a book but yeah not the not <laughs> drama historical is what it's under mm. oh my gosh by the way i forgot to tell you about get out um so yeah. in England, it was under the category of comedy. I just thought that was, like, kind of crazy. Kind of weird, right? Am I the only one? I, <laughs> I mean, the only way I could think of them doing that is because Jordan Peele started in comedy, and he's known for that. So, like, they... But, but like, that Get Out? <laughs> comedy? It wasn't okay. funny. No, it wasn't. I mean, like, it was... Like, there were moments where you were like, ha, huh, this is uncomfortable, but it wasn't like, I'm on the floor, like, crying with tears. Yeah. It was under comedy for some reason. So I, I just thought that was, like, very interesting because it was on a, on a newspaper. Yeah. So I'm like... That's so weird. Okay. Well, that's... I mean, I don't know if you... Because I, I, I think I'd uploaded a clip about him talking about casting the actor. This is just a whole podcast about the film Get Out Now. I love it, though. <laughs> so good. Um, but he had, like, cast... The actor that he cast was British, um and like obviously there was this whole conversation that came up about it because you know they were asking jordan like well you know because it was obviously about black history it's very specific to the black american experience mm-hmm. and you know the guy the black guy that they cast he's from england so it's you know he's not american it was like this whole thing of like well is he gonna be able to tell that story you know because he's not american and i remember just jordan pill being like of course that's a concern like that's he's not like I'm not an idiot, but also, you know, when he went and like auditioned him and had a Skype call with him and he brought that up with him being like, Hey, this is just something, it's the black American story. And I remember, I think the actor, um, I forget his name, but he's great. He was in Black Mirror. Um, but he was like, he was just basically saying like, he's had the exact same experiences, even though he's in a different country and a different background. So, but I mean, I don't know how you feel about that in terms of casting. Cause I think, I think I read something about them going that way and just being really specific on like, yeah, if it was a black American film that they would only specifically cast black Americans, even though, you know what I mean? I might not be saying that right. No, (laughs) that makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally makes sense. Like I get why people would want to, you know, cast black Americans as the black American actors, 
Yes. But at the same time, it's not like the black experience is easier by the continent. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, you literally exactly. go through the same thing in every country. It's just not yeah. more talked about, you know, because that's, <laughs> that's the reason why people think racism doesn't exist in Canada. And I'm like, honey, are you sure? <laughs> okay. Um, you know, exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's just not more talked about. It's not like openly there in your face. Yeah. But I feel like it's good to cast a non-American person, not an African-American as like, like just a person, a black person who goes through racism on a yes. daily basis. Yes. Right? And that's exactly what Jordan Peele did, which I think is so beautiful. But that, that conversation isn't had though, <laughs> I don't think. But it's happening, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's always, it's, it's a tricky one for everyone involved. Absolutely. Um, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that's fine. Yeah. But, and then there's a whole note of like, you know, white people playing black cartoon characters. And that's just like. Yeah. Okay. So go a bit more into that because I feel like I'm completely, because I, I know you'd mentioned that when you were like chatting. And I was like, oh, interesting. But I think I'm living under a rock. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> okay. Um, so usually in cartoon characters, when there's like a black cartoon character, it's usually voiced by a white person. And um, so, for example, like Cleveland from Family Guy, yeah. uh, the actor plays Cleveland. And um, oh, my gosh. Um, oh, fa Family Guy? Um, yes, yes. <laughs> me like Consuela. Google. Consuela, I think. I yes. Think. Yes, yes, Bella, right? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, okay, so he plays both of them. Um, Kristen Bell plays a black character in Central Park, which I love what she did because she just like yes. completely resigned from that role, which is the right thing to do, in my opinion. Um, when I saw that, I was like, <laughs> slow clap. Yes, slow clap. <laughs> Very deserving, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like, why? Like, there are so many black actors especially talented black voice actors you could use yeah. and then you decide not to do that and now the way we can change that i don't think it's up to like the black people or you know mm. the directors who are like casting people it's up to the person who gets the role as a for a black voice to say no if you're not that yes like refuse the role like kristen bell has so much jobs offers that she could just pick and choose you know which what I mean? also I would like to point out, I think, I mean, and I love Kristen Bell, though, before I say this. I love her. Love her to death. She's phenomenal. Um, and I definitely think her doing that was so beautiful, and, like, I applaud her. But I often wonder that if, not her, but anyone in general, like, if they were in that position, because, like you said, Kristen Bell's lucky. She has a lot of work, and she's very, like, established. Mm -hmm. But if it was someone who wasn't, and Kristen Bell wasn't as established, I wonder if, not her, but that person that position would do the same thing you know right like that just comes into mind I'm like that's 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 actually a really good question but like yeah do you really want to <laughs> take that chance like you know what I mean do you really want the job that you just completely like disregard your moral standards you know what I mean yeah it's yeah like no I agree particularly um like an example uh that just kind of came top of my head and it was that because yeah you make a really interesting point with that where just saying no um and I think as actors because there's there's lots of work but there's not a lot of work out there it's this it's that weird thing I'm like yeah. there's lots of work but there's also not 
what? Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But that's how it is. And, um, for example, like, the musical Aladdin. Um, and so Jasmine is Middle Eastern, and there are lots of beautiful Middle Eastern performers out there. Um, but I have seen productions of Aladdin, especially in Australia, uh, where they just cast her as a white girl. And I was like, and not even like a white person that kind of can look like more ethnic, but just a straight up white girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just think like, yeah, like with stuff like that, like as an actor, like I, I would feel kind of uncomfortable going in for like a musical like that. Cause I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I just think it's an interesting question because then there are definitely people out there who are like, but it's acting and it's a job and you know, you got to get your name. And I was like, mm, depends on the project, you know? Um- yeah, exactly. That's a that's a really good point too. Like, um, but there are already like fewer jobs for people of color. That's true. <laughs> so why would you want to take away that one role that's specifically made for them, right? <laughs> and there's a lot of musicals that has nothing to do with you know just like race or like like human the human experience. Like Wicked, for example, it can she can be any color on the rainbow literally literally any person who has a voice can play her but time and time and time and time it's a white person cast as that you know so we not only have to diversify in that we also have to address the colorism which is another topic yeah there's so many movies that only light-skinned people or people with lighter skin get the roles and you're like, why? why? So if you go on on Netflix right now and you go to the top black film, it's more going to be a light-skinned person. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like just not only diversify as in hire more black people, hire more colors of the black community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's so true. And like, I mean, it's so funny because even, yeah, like, like, yeah, Wicked can literally be played by any person. There is, even in, like, the original story, there's nothing that says, the only thing is that they said Glinda has to be blonde. There's a thing called wigs. <laughs> that people yes. So, you know, don't come at me. Because um, I think that was an argument people were going on about. They're like, but she has to be blonde. And I was like, it's like theater. They'll give you a wig. Like, calm down. Yeah. Um, but so they have the first. I, I yeah, wonder what they would say if, they cast a, a, a white girl who has just darker hair for that role. What would they say? Well, they have, actually. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they have. I know. <laughs> like, there was a Glinda they cast, and she was, yeah, like a brunette, and they just gave her a wig. Exactly. And I think, and I, think I remember, like, obviously when she came out at stage door, people were like, oh, you're not blonde. But I mean, you're, you're an actor. Like, dear Lord. I people um but they only cast i don't know if you know this but they cast the um the first black glinda um only last year really but she's a standby so she's not even the principal glinda so she literally will only go on if like the um lead can't go on the principal or the understudy can't make the track so she's like the third yeah and i'm like i mean firstly i'm glad that there is a black glinda and she's phenomenal i'll have to send you her stuff because she's like just so like a ray of sunshine um but i was so pissed off when i found out she was the standby because i was like but why is that happening why can't they give her the principal or an understudy like she literally will just sit at the theater until like you know and she's only gone on maybe three times 
because you're in your standby. I mean, granted, it's a job and she's probably, you know, but still, you're really amplifying that. <laughs> yeah, but like, is that enough? Like, is that enough that she's just there when the lead doesn't do it? The, yeah. the second doesn't do it? And then she's up? Like, I mean, what does that say? It's, it's yeah. literally just like, oh, we've exhausted everyone. So now you have to go on because it's exactly. an emergency. Exactly. Like, I just, uh, and then Frozen, um, I know that, I think, maybe last year, that you went, I don't know when that opened, I feel like it's been on Broadway for years, but um, they had, like, the first person of color to play Elsa, um, and it was, I remember it being, like, a big deal, and it was so great, it was so beautiful, I was like, well, yeah, of course the girls in Frozen, they don't have to be white, mm-hmm. just because they are in the film, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I find, yeah. yeah, for me, it's an interesting conversation, musical. Absolutely. They're, like, cartoons. Nobody, <laughs> come on, literally, come, come on, <laughs> I don't know, I just find it ridiculous when people are like, no, but they have to be white, like, no, why, like, oh, it's Alba, when he was potentially gonna play uh, 007, and people were going crazy, saying, oh, he, can't <laughs> he can't be, because he has to be white, because he has to be from Europe, I'm like, do you know how many black people are in Scotland? I mean, there's few, but there's still people <laughs> who were born there, you know? It's, it's so true. I just, it's, uh, the only thing, like, for me, I'm like, okay, if, um, like, the film or a musical, whatever, like, for example, like, obvious example, The Color Purple, which is a phenomenal musical, yes, you need to cast black people in that. You, there's, like, no, no way you're gonna get a white person doing that. That's offensive. So, like, you know, the, or, like, Hairspray is a very good example, because I've seen a lot of whitewashed Hairspray productions, and it's, like, not cool. But, like, a musical like that, Tracy does need to be white. Like, the lead needs to be white, for sure. And then, you know, there are other characters that you need to cast specifically. So I get that. But then just, like, yeah, something like Frozen or, like, Wicked or, like, Mean Girls, there's nothing in the story that you need to have a white person play that role to tell the story. It's not like the stories or and the you know the things that they go through in the movie is specifically just by white people. Like not yes. only white people experience that, you know. Yeah, a black yes. guy just kick as much ass as can what's his face, <laughs> the white 007. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's about so like because 007 is about like you know just really cool, you know, just badass. Who's more badass than freaking Idris Elba? Who? Just tell me that. Yay. The race of the character. Yeah, no, I agree with that comment. The race of the character has nothing to the storyline. Yeah. Absolutely. It was so true. <laughs> like, and then, I mean, if we talk about, you know, the film industry and casting, um, and, you know, how you always hear, I don't know, how do you feel about the term when casting says, I don't know when you, you know when you get like the briefs. Oh my god, don't do it. I always know what you're gonna say. <laughs> oh, I could I could actually go so many different ways with this. Um, but like there is the little one that says, We believe in colorblind casting or something. Like, have you seen that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What yeah, and be like about that. <laughs> and asking for like more urban, like dress urban. Like, okay, how do you dress urban, sir? Also, this is oh well, let me just answer your question first. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's not like we're saying you need to be colorblind, you know? It's just acknowledge that we're 
black people and just accept us. That's all yeah. we're asking for. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of, I think, irrelevant to say, oh, I don't see color. That's just, that's just wrong. Just see it, acknowledge it, accept it, period. So true. And then on the thing about, like, dressing a certain way, like, like it's such a stereotype that you have to dress yeah. black and you have to talk black. Because in auditions, I've had, like, notes be, like, oh, be more urban, Oops. be more, uh, be more, like, black, be more sassy. I'm, like, I'm a black person. I'm, like, the least sassiest person ever. So, <laughs> sassy is not, it's not a race, you know? It's not, like, a, a race identity, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. No, for sure. How a person is and their personality so it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird that they say that. Why do they say that? I, I hate it. And I, I wonder if that will change now in terms of casting when the industry opens up, if that line will be taken out. <laughs> I hope so. And also, like, I mean, you know, there's also this whole conversation of, um, and I, I mean, I definitely, I didn't experience much when I was in the Australian market because in the Australian industry, it's very white. So, you know, that mm, whole other thing. Mm -hmm. Um like me being looking very white was told I wasn't white enough for Australia putting that out there what? <laughs> yeah I was literally told by a casting director that I wasn't white or ethnic enough looking for the Australian market so that's really fun so, um, what did, so how did you how did you um react to that like what did you do what did you do <laughs> um I moved to Vancouver <laughs> Like, it, oh. I, I remember struggling so hard in the Australian industry because, I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard, like, we have a show Home and Away, um, and it's just, it, it's the, like, I'm trying to paint a picture. Think of, like, just really white and blonde and, like, you go surfing. Mm. It's the kind of, well, like, Margot Robbie. Like, those, the people that look like her yeah. make it big in Australia because everyone looks like her. They're blonde and, like, pretty, whatever. And then me being, like, I don't know. They were just like, they were just confused by me. They were like, we don't really know like what you are. So we can't really like put you in anything. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I don't understand why that matters in acting. You know what I mean? It's just, why don't you just look at my talent, you know? I, and that's in everything for every single person. Like just, you know. So yeah, that happened. Um, and then yeah, so I moved here is how I responded to it. Um, and even here, it's still like, you know, obviously I can't talk because I mean, I, your experiences like, you know, but just personally for me, like, because I know and I'm like, because I know someone's going to come at me about this. They're like, but you're white, though. And I was like, no, I know. And I, yeah. I see that. I know I look white. I get it. And I know it definitely has given me other opportunities because of that. But then again, like we go back to like race, and, like it just shouldn't matter at the end of the day anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know where I was going with this, but, <laughs> but um, I think what I was going to ask you was in terms of you. Yes. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> on the way back wow gee lord um because I've had experiences and I've definitely said it where in the Vancouver casting because you know they're trying to be more diverse and that was always an issue here and that I've often gone in for roles and you know when you look at who's um cast and then they obviously go the ethnic route and then there's this you know conversation to be like oh okay they went that way like they went the they went the person of color way which I think that needs to change as well because you know because I've been guilty of just saying that <laughs> mm -hmm. and being like oh 
they wanted the ethnic person. And I was like, but that's like not a good thing to say. I mean, it it depends on the situation, you know what I mean? Because when I go to casting calls where they just have like open ethnicity and then I see Mm -hmm. like this blonde girl with blue eyes and just long hair, flowy hair, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, I get immediately discouraged because I know she's going to get it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's it's so sad to think that our talents at this point are just out of the window and it's about how we look. And it's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like just like everything's based on looks and on race. And it's it's so sad to think that no matter what you can do or no matter how talented you are, that won't matter at the end of the day because you don't look like the person they want you to look. Yeah. I agree. We, just, we should just be proud of each other is what I, is what exactly. I think at least. Oh, 100%. And we should all, like, support each other. And, yeah, like, that's always a big thing, like, that I found. It's always, like, just being a community. Because we're as actors, we're all in the same boat, regardless of where you come from or whatever. Like, putting that aside. We're all just trying to, like, do this goddamn job that's so difficult. I don't know why. You know, I mean, what's your experience auditioning in Vancouver? I hate auditioning, so it's just always oh my a bad God. time. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I hate it. It's just, just so much anxiety overall, you know? Oh, yeah. But you know what's weird? I really, really, really liked going into audition rooms mm. instead of self-taping. In my opinion, mm. you just get more of, you know, you just get, I don't know why, but you just get more of them, like, being in it when you're yeah. around casting directors, you know what I mean? Oh, no. Just, like, at home, you're just like, oh, well. I actually think it's, like, it's harder to self-tape. Um, I guess it depends on, like, what you're self-taping for, but I think because you do have that, like, oh, well, I can do it so many times to get it perfect or whatever. Exactly. Like, that kills you. Exactly. You do it way too many times. Whereas in an audition room, you're just going to do it. Yeah, you have a couple of chances, and that's it. Yeah. You don't it's always so get funny. to do it twice. <laughs> and you're like, shit. <laughs> you're like, oh, well. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. I, I do definitely prefer. For me, it's just getting to the audition. I hate that shit. I hate mm. it. It's like, like waiting. The... the, like, having to get to the office and then, like, waiting. Like, once I'm in the room, it's like, okay. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I might just be auditioning badly. But, um. Yeah, and then afterwards, I'm like, oh, cool, whatever. Yeah. Like, getting there and waiting mm. is uncomfortable. Yeah, and, like, people staring at you. Actors, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're so competitive. Why are, I... they so, why are they so hateful? Like, there's been so many, so many, so many people just, like, giving me, like, a really bad glare. Like, sorry, sis. Like, what do you <laughs> want me to do? You know what I mean? Like, it's so true. Why do we hate each other as actors? That's what I mean. Like, it's, oh, there's, yeah, just so many times, like, you're just waiting and everyone's just kind of, like, looking at you. Yeah. And, like, why can't we all help each other? Like, I remember going in for a commercial audition, um, and, like, I think it was, like, one of my first few ones, so I didn't really know how it worked here. And I remember it was the one that's, like, near Main Street that, like, you know, you go, there's, like, all these different, like, little casting 
things. There's a lot of, like, rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they, you have to, like, it's so awkward because I hate going there because I'm awkwardly like, is this my audition? No. And I'm like, and everyone's just, like, waiting. And, like, I remember just not knowing what to do, and I'm the casting assistant wasn't there, and, like, no one was going to help me. Like, I would honestly just be, like, if I see someone struggling, I'm like, oh, hey, like, help just them. fill out the form. Mm-hmm. Um, guide them. They just want you to crash and burn, and I don't understand. <laughs> oh, actor is trying to do this dang job. Right. Lord. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so we're almost at the end, but I want to okay. ask you some random questions. Okay. Um, as part of the podcast. So here we go. Okay. Um, what would be something you'd tell your younger self? Um, I would tell my younger self to. I feel like to to just not give up easily. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I just, I try something. It, it doesn't go well. One time, I just completely leave it. So, oh, just not, yeah, just accepting no. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Accepting no and just being like, okay, that's one no. I will get a hundred and a hundred more no's and that's going to be fine. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. Rejection <laughs> is fine yeah rejection is okay sometimes <laughs> you just you get I mean I often question like why I'm still doing this at this point because you're like you know when you're like oh I've had so many no's like why have I not just gone okay that's like a weird it's a weird mindset thing anyway um what is something that you're proud of oh I am proud that I moved to Vancouver that's one thing I'm like super, super happy that I actually did because I yeah. just graduated, just turned 18 and I was like, I'm out. I'm going to go to Vancouver <laughs> now, pursue my dreams. And I was, I, I'm an introvert. So I was like super, super anxious about moving here. Yeah. I have nobody, nobody that I know in Vancouver. So it was like a shock, but in a good way. Yeah. And I have like this amazing job that I love to do. Have an amazing boyfriend. It's just life is going great, minus you know what's have the world burning pretty much. But yeah, <laughs> you have to be like you know grateful for things. Like you have to like always count your lucky stars and like you know Absolutely. flex just even for the smallest things. Yeah, just say thank you. Yeah, you know that you have like a <laughs> wow. What's the word? You have like a roof over your head. Yeah. Yes. No, I agree. Um, what's a trait that you dislike in other people? See, that's a hard question for me. <laughs> what's, like, a trait that I don't like in other people? Yeah. Like, I guess, like, a, a quality or something that, um... It's just, just like, not great? It's just not attractive. Mm. Um, when they judge you without knowing you, I think it's one of... Mm. I think that's everybody's, you know, everybody hates that in other people. Yeah. I've just had, since I work, um, I used to work in a restaurant, so I've had a lot of, lots of customers just, like, judging me, like, based on what, how I look. Yeah. And that I'm just like, okay, that's yeah. not very attractive. It's not. Yeah, so, like, judging, I'd say, when they judge you, without knowing you. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, people are, and it's like, it's like one of those things where I'm like, even I have to be like, because, I mean, we all judge people, like, at the end of the day, you yeah. know, but... Just don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> Get to know someone first, and then yeah. you can make an educated decision of, mm, 
they're not my person, you know? Exactly. Um, okay. What, describe yourself in three words. Um, you got really good questions, girl. (laughs) I try. (laughs) Um, I would say. Oh my gosh, you're going to have to edit this so well. (laughs) The, like, pauses. I'm like, like, (laughs) okay. Um, I would say accepting. Mm -hmm. I would say selfless. Yeah. And, um... I'm agreeing. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Selfless, accepting, and um, what would be what would be a word for like trying to accept everybody as they come? You know what I mean? What's Ooh. oh, that would be just accepting, isn't it? That would be acceptance. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I would say driven. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Woo! Thanks, that one always it. gets people. They're like, <laughs> they're like, oh shit. Yeah, because you never really think about yourself. You know what I mean? You don't. Yeah, you never think about yourself. So it's, it's, and you it's should. Such a good question. You should. You should is a reminder to that. Um, let's see. What What's your dream role? Ooh, I've always wanted to be just like. A badass, like, black superhero with curls. Yes. I just, it's like, a, it's kind of like the Black Panther, but yeah. superhero. I just want this big afro, and I just want to fly. <laughs> I want that to happen. Isn't that so stupid? <laughs> That's but like, so cool. No, it's not stupid. Oh, my God. I just you... always wanted to be a superhero. That's so, I love that. And I think that it's so good. It's achievable. I, I don't know. Like, why is it this thing when, like, you know, they're, like, dream roles and you have to, like, say something really deep? Literally, my dream, <laughs> like, my dream role for the longest time was that I just wanted to be in a film. It's going to sound so stupid. Yeah. I wanted to be, like, in those films, like, Scary Movie. Like, you know, the spoof films? Yeah. They're so stupid. They're so, so stupid. funny. They're so but, like, good. But, like, for the long, and I still do secretly. They don't really make them anymore. Um, the Wayans Brothers, though. Hey, they're really great, too. <laughs> Randomly. You can do but it. Yeah. Well, I always wanted to be in a film like that, you know? But everyone's like, I want to be in an Academy Award-winning drama. And I'm like, no. I was like, put me in that stupid film. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> I, just get, I just want to get scared. No, that's amazing. Um, who, who would be your celebrity best friend? Zendaya. I feel, like, I feel like everybody would be Zendaya's best friend, but Zendaya is like, she's if, like I meet, her... if I meet Zendaya, I'm just leaving Jared, but you know. <laughs> she's really, she's really cool. She's so cool. And <laughs> you're, like, you're like, you're like, I know everything about her. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> no, I'm like obsessed with Zendaya. Um, not only that, she's like, the most gorgeous human being ever yeah he's also just so humble you know what I mean it's like you rarely see famous people just being so humble and she's so giving and so humble I think we would all leave (laughs) (laughs) yes 
god. Jared's gonna hate me after this. That's such a great comment. <laughs> oh my god, I love you. Oh my god. Um, also, you two are really cute, just really candidly and off the thank like, you. I see your photos on Instagram and I'm like <laughs> Thank you, you're so sweet. <laughs> Stop. Um, okay, so Instagram's gonna kick me off in an hour. I mean in well in an hour. And now <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechatpodcast and share the love. You're awesome, and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon, wherever you are, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.